0: What's going on, Tom Tribe? Welcome back for another episode of Texas on My Mind. Yep, I got with me one of my uh, my good buddies, George Faber, from uh, originally from Tyler, Texas, but lives yeah. in Austin, Texas, here now. Uh, George Faber is a account director, account director, right? Yeah. Senior account director. Senior account. What's your title well, nowadays? We just just changed a couple of weeks ago.
1: but No way. Director okay, this of, is
0: news to me. <laughs> director of Client Solutions. Director of Client Solutions yeah, at so that, Insight Global. Yeah. Awesome. I've known you for going on 13, 12, 13 years so now. Years we now. met yeah. at Insight Global, where I still currently work. And uh, he's a good friend of mine. He, uh, he's a, a born Texan, and uh, he was in my wedding in my wedding party and he's just a really close friend of mine so I'm very excited that you you know decided to uh take up my proposal to join the podcast with yeah, me yeah man you know this
1: is awesome and yeah. we've
0: talked about it for a while so there you go it's
1: pretty sweet to yeah it's one thing for somebody to say something and it's another thing for them to go through and execute with it so that's
0: right brother yeah, yeah there yeah. you go yeah when uh you came over for I think my daughter's birthday I had to show you yeah how we had the studio <laughs> set up and everything like that but I know you're not drinking because you're about to head out to New York, I think, this week. But York. hey, we got yeah. Topo Chico. There we go. That'll be the refreshment of the episode. Us, us know, there you, know, you go. You Topo know. Chico. Another Mexican, uh, but we'll count it as, as a Texan drink, right? Because everybody drinks it here. It's close enough. Close enough. Awesome, sir. Well, thank you so much again for joining. Um, you've been on a couple podcasts, I think, in the past. So this is this is <clears throat>
1: nothing new to you. I did one with
0: um, I think it was
1: men doing business. I think with oh, yeah. uh, Brad Key and um, gosh, who else was on there? But yeah, that was a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, that
0: was Joe and Brad. Yeah, and the, the was it the Total Frat Move? Gang? Total Frat Move. I guys. remember that. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Another so that, that was fun. Yeah, another Austin-based. Uh, I, I guess they're not around anymore, but an Austin-based kind of podcast. But but yeah, um, I guess uh, we can kind of start. I just wanted to kind of obviously get you on, talk a little bit about your background. You're a man of many talents, yeah. but uh, yeah. I'm, I, I know you were born and raised uh, in Tyler, Texas. Yep. Maybe we could uh, could start there. Give us kind of the the synopsis, if you will, yeah. of uh, you growing up and and what it was like, kind of being born and raised Tyler.
1: Yeah, so born and raised, as you stated, in Tyler, um, the nine oh three. So nine oh three, still got, That's right. still got the. Uh, I've been too lazy to change my cell phone number to 512 all yeah. this year. So still, yeah. still, still Me got neither.
0: it. Um, I haven't yeah. made it over yet. <laughs> I, I, I'm probably not. Um, yeah.
1: But uh, born and raised there. Parents are both from East Texas as well. Um, you know, grandparents also from East Texas area. So, uh, you know, Texas native my entire life. Yeah. Really. Um, but, um, you know, went through elementary, middle school, high school <clears throat> there. Um, got fortunate. You know, got a scholarship to a D2 school, and I think it's D1AA now, but uh school, Abilene Christian University. Oh, cool. So I went and played football there for... In Abilene, Texas? In Abilene, Texas. Okay, gotcha. Yep, yep. So the Wildcats, and I uh, went and played football there for two years. Um Realized I wasn't going to the NFL, so yeah. <laughs> I, transferred, I transferred out. I was like, this... <laughs> I, okay. saw some, I saw some guys around me that were really good, and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to be... Those guys.
0: Yeah. So. Just didn't kind of stack up against <laughs> no. that, that crew,
1: unfortunately. No. So uh, I transferred to, to UT okay, here in uh, in Austin. Gotcha. In economics business. And, um, yeah, graduated and, and started working at uh, where both of us still work now, at Insight Global. There you go. Still went moved back, actually, back to Dallas, um, where I started my career with the company, and then had an opportunity to come back the following year to Austin uh, with one of our other good friends, Everett Crump. Yeah. Um, yep. and so yeah, that opportunity opened up and, and haven't looked back since. I guess that was yeah, ten years ago. Wow. Yeah. That's so, amazing. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Man, it's a little bit about the journey. There you go. So you've you've kind of traveled all through Texas, you know, east, west, central, hill country, everything. Is yeah. is your family still in Tyler or are they majority. Well, okay. I'll take that back. So parents
1: are still in in Tyler. Okay. A lot of my cousins and sister, they're in Dallas. Okay, so gotcha. the, the vast majority of my family is still in uh still in Texas or still in the kind of yeah. East Texas area. I gotcha. Yeah. So
0: uh Tyler is it's considered East Texas. It's oh uh, yeah, It's know, the biggest city in East Texas. It's the biggest city in East Texas. I so mean I hope it's not somebody might fact is, check me, but I, I'm pretty sure go.
1: that's correct. Yeah,
0: it's it's not as far east as say like a Lufkin and Nacogdoches though. Or is it we're we're in comparison that's with, more so Tyler's a little bit uh Though Do- Lufkin and Nacogdoches
1: are a little bit more south, if I'm okay. correct, I hope I'm getting my whole geography mm-hmm. correct here, but uh, that's a little bit south of Tyler. Yeah. So Tyler, I think the population is not really that big. It's probably maybe like 105 now, 110,000. But yeah, it's the central hub of East, East Texas. Texas. So if you're yeah. from Palestine, which is where Adrian Peterson's from, if you that's know, right. if you're from White House, which is where Patrick Mahomes is from, or mm-hmm. Any other places like they all yeah. come to Tyler. That's where you know you have your mall. It's where most of your shopping's done. Yeah, all uh, the
0: all the commerce is done exactly. in Tyler, Texas. That's kind of the uh, the hub of yep. all of East Texas. Yeah, I feel like it's like one of those towns <laughs> like uh, that's like one of the big little towns. That's exactly in, in what Texas. I would say it is. yeah. Yep. Because I feel like you know even when I went to to school at A and M and you know I I feel like I constantly went visited, you know, friends at Texas or things like that. They all had good buddies and quite a few buddies that were originally from Tyler.
1: Yep. You know. Well, had yeah, a so. lot of people go to A&M.
0: A lot of people went to A&M, yeah. A lot of people went yeah. to A&M. Met a yeah. few. Yeah. Yeah. I was <laughs> Absolutely. You had to have known some yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah. So they just kind of, uh, you know, dispersed across all the all the big state schools. Pretty much. Texas, I, I feel
1: like, you know, if I had to think back, I feel like a majority of people tried to go to A&M. And then a fair amount went to TCU. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everybody else just kind of scattered. Yeah, you know, kind of
0: around, just but, made their way around. Yeah. So yeah. you said you said your parents, uh, what did they do for a living? What what kind of brought you to Tyler, or were they born and raised? Yeah, in Tyler? born.
1: So they were born and raised in in East Texas. Okay. And so my dad's from Kilgore, and my mom's from a really very sp- familiar with Kilgore. Very yeah. small. It's, oh, minute, it's not even a town. It's, it's it's an area it's a geographical area in the middle of the country okay. uh, in east texas uh called Anodarco Texas Anodarco Anodarco
0: yeah Anodarco okay yeah. we gotta look that one up yeah.
1: <laughs> you, you <laughs> could look fine it's like population 70 or something no like way. It, oh okay. yeah it's like in the middle of nowhere but gotcha um but they uh they met at SFA uh oh yeah so they Which went is to in east Nacogdoches, Texas. Nacogdoches, right. Nacogdoches. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so gotcha. a lot of people in east Texas at least you know my parents' age most of the, the folks all went to SFA when yeah, they when they yeah. grad or when they graduated high school. So they met there. Uh, my dad was actually finishing or uh, getting his master's. Um, my mom was uh, four years. Th- yeah, I think she's four years younger than my dad is. Um, gotcha. And so, anyways, they met. They met there. Uh, both my parents are started off as teachers. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, my dad is a is a musician um wow. in um in tyler so he's he's that's probably what he's mostly known for is just a jazz musician and he's been no playing way. for decades for probably half the weddings in tyler no um, way yeah that's yeah yeah and, and i probably played for a tenth of those when i was growing up no i way. started i started playing at weddings <laughs> when i was like man it, i must have been like 11 or something when i started playing at my first wedding which is really? just insane yeah. now that i'm older to think like you know we've had our weddings i know if right? i saw like an 11 year old back there in the back like
0: Playing, but yeah, um, yeah. Hey, I was ripping it though. I was I, I, there. You uh, go. We, yeah, it worked. <laughs> it worked. So, um, what what uh, like musical instruments did your dad play or continues to play, and what did, yeah. what did you play in the band back so in the day?
1: He he plays piano. He he actually okay. plays a lot. So he can play all the, ba- the He plays there all of it. Right. Okay. That was his major in in college. Okay. Um, so like he's he's a very very talented musician. So, uh, but he primarily plays the piano. I play drums. Okay. My mom is a singer. And so we would just kind of all together. We no would way. go and. You,
0: can just, form, you formed your own we Faber band. White literally had the <laughs> Faber. It was,
1: his band was called Faber and Friends. No uh, way. <laughs> yeah.
0: Is it, is he still playing yeah, if, yeah. with Faber and Friends? You're yeah, going to give him so, a plug out on the, on the I, podcast. If you go
1: into East Texas, if you go into Tyler on any given weekend, he's probably doing something or doing the weekdays? There still, you go. Now. Yeah. So. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, man, we had a I had a blast doing that, and, and honestly, looking back, like it was it was really special because I got to spend a lot of time with my dad. And I bet. Uh, like I bet. what what like a way to spend time with your dad, like like doing yeah. something that also he enjoys and that you enjoy, and like you kind of get to do it together. And you know, being a musician is it's so much fun, man. Like, I, know. I mean, you get you you get to like give people that experience of. Uh, happiness and joy and it's like the best feeling in the world when you're up there on stage and you just got you know a thousand people cranking back at you like I mean yeah that's awesome imagine yeah
0: I uh I unfortunately didn't get the musical uh bone in my family uh I just remember as a kid you know I grew up in Dallas right and me and my dad took guitar lessons together we were taking guitar lessons together I guess starting when I was like in fifth grade or something like that and you know, I started I actually started getting into it yeah. because this was like the Blink 182 days. Oh, yeah. So like oh, yeah. all I wanted to do was learn how to play, you know, that that type of like pop rock or what is it called? Punk rock yeah, type punk rock. music, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I feel like my dad started taking up pretty well. But you know, I have a I have a brother who's about four, four and a half years younger than me. He was kind of like he's the creative one in the family. Yeah. And so he like at a young age, and I really wish my parents did this with me. They were like, you're learning the piano. Yep. We're having a, a teacher over every single day yep. or every single week, at least two or three times a week. And now he, you know, he he well, learned to, he, pl- he learned to play the drums. Yeah. So he's played the drums in like uh, middle school, high school, and then that naturally became learning to play, you know, learn to produce music or yeah. put together, you know, DJ music. So. He got uh and he he actually did some inside global parties. He for did. Us. Remember back in the day?
1: He did a couple he, Christmas parties. He did your, <laughs> he did a bachelorette or bachelor party too. Uh, oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> he put
0: together I, uh, and he was ripping for some it. reason don't remember that as clearly um, <laughs> he was ripping it he than, was uh, than some of the the inside global parties back in the day <laughs> no yeah he uh uh but yeah i mean damn i wish and i do remember at your wedding when you got up there i think and, and did a drum solo is that correct am i remembering that correctly no that wasn't at the wedding i did that you've done some I d- drum solos before here's at, where I did, I did it at events i did it at an inside
1: global event. That's what in it was. in 2015 I got up on stage uh, with Garrett Bond and David Evans. That's and,
0: right. And we got up okay. there and we ripped yeah. one
1: for okay. like, and that was I can't remember. I guess maybe we were in Orlando would, yeah, or something yeah, like that. Probably. We had man
0: back when we used to do conferences. Yeah, you know? that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. what the hell? You yeah, <laughs> know, had to get rid of those. But hey, Bert, okay, why? Don't, on, I, I guess for some reason I thought it was your wedding, but uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously you still got it. I yeah, don't know the last so, time you've been uh, behind a, a drum set when you know, I was in 2015 uh, during Thanksgiving okay. a couple <laughs> of weeks ago. So
1: you know, my dad's got the the, the you know he's got the the um, music studio. So get in there, amazing. And, yeah, we just started just started playing some stuff, and, and I really enjoy it. I mean, I don't do it nearly as much as I want to now. I mean, everything's you know just about time yeah. and having the space to do
0: it. But um, you know, it's really therapeutic. I bet. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, again, you know, I got a, I got a guitar still in my, my office and I need to, you know, between the 50 other hobbies I have, I guess now, you know, pick something, pick, pick it up again, but we'll see, but that's awesome. So you learned how to play music through your family, obviously. Um, where, where'd you go to high school again? Um, it's called,
1: yeah, it's at, uh, it's called Tyler Legacy now. Tyler so Legacy, yeah, yeah. So or it was Lee,
0: right? It there was, was it Lee. Used to be, it used
1: to be Robert E. Lee, and they changed okay. it to Tyler Legacy. Like Tyler Legacy. Okay, years ago. gotcha. Yeah, so like you did
0: go to histo- used to be called Robert E. Lee or yep. Tyler Lee. Yep. And the other one was John Tyler. John Tyler. Yep. Gotcha. Those are the two major. Those high Those are schools. the two. And, yeah.
1: and and so John Tyler's where uh, where uh, Earl Campbell. Went
0: That's to, right. Uh, Cool. We, we yeah. do have some famous people from Tyler. We got a couple. I mean, Pat yeah. Mahomes would be the yeah. Exactly. The, you already mentioned one
1: relevant one for everybody now. But right. Yeah. So he's
0: like, you said Whitaker or White House. White, White House. White House, okay, White so House, White to, House. It's
1: literally. It's. I don't even know it. if I. I would almost say it's almost a part of Tyler. You know, mm-hmm. maybe it's five minutes outside of Tyler. Okay. But I mean, I, you know. It's just kind of hard. I mean, like yes, they do have their own high school or whatever, right. but it's it's effectively. But it's Tyler. basically
0: like you know part of the Metroplex of Tyler. If Patrick's you
1: got a 903 name. zip code, then you're part of Tyler.
0: Gotcha. Like that's okay. kind of. <laughs> I think so that's Patrick the... Mahomes, Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. You got Earl Campbell, big UT guy. There's obviously. been. Several. He's got some barbecue I'm... joints around Austin still. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. Um, uh, d- at the airport, he used to. You know, they.
1: um... Man, I'm trying to just, I mean, there's a lot of people that maybe they're not at, the, you know, at like a Patrick or, or yeah. Campbell level, but East Texas is, I mean, Adrian Peterson would be another, right. you know, good Palestine, example. you yeah. mentioned, yeah. So, so you um, guys
0: do have some uh, pretty oh, pretty stellar athletes. Incredible athletes they come, have come the, out of East from Texas. area. Oh, yeah. 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 You also have uh, a pretty incredible Texas country artist, right? Paul Cothin Paul is Coffin. originally from Tyler, Texas, so, if I remember correctly. Is Paul pretty big? No. I mean, I feel mm-hmm. like I mean, I started getting into him because I had a buddy which you've met, Trey Simpson, mm-hmm. uh, and John Hubbard that live in San Antonio. But I guess Trey went to Texas Tech with Paul. Yep. Uh, or knew him through through college or something like that. And he got me into him twenty sixteen. But I feel like he's I I shit you not, I was in Charleston. For a wedding, uh, for one of my friend's weddings, uh, Austin Mercer, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, and he was headlining one of the major uh, musical venues in Charleston, South Carolina. So Good for he him, tours, Good for him. outside That's of Texas, awesome. and he's, uh, I mean, he's still putting out some hits. Good for him, man. He big hits. He was, uh, he's making it. He he's been grinding for a very long time. So I, know, I right? remember
1: that back in high school. I mean yeah, we used to all, you know, hang out. He was he's a little bit older than I am, but okay. um still would we would see each other a lot. Um yeah. and so Yeah, he kind of went on his own journey, and you know, it's it's been a hell of a journey for him. Uh, So it's it's good to see (laughs) him. A fun journey. Uh, It's been a fun journey. Yeah, Yeah, lots of lots of fun stuff. I just remember
0: uh, (laughs) there was a time when uh, like you came over. uh, I lived in a condo on on Rainy Street when I was still kind of. Unmarried, I guess, uh, single, you know, but also, you know, when I uh, was engaged with my my That's now okay. wife, you're allowed to. And live. I remember to you live came on over, you would come over, and you're like, dude, check this out, you know, this guy from Tyler just came out with this. Uh, he just dropped this album, and he, I think you played Holy Ghost Fire by Paul Coth, And I was like, dude, I know Paul. And you're like, how? And I'm like, dude, he's making it. Yeah, man. He's got. A, hey, if you got a Wikipedia page. You're big. You're doing all right. right. You're doing okay. <laughs> There's another guy
1: named Ty Graham. And I don't know how big Ty is doing now or not, but he was also him and Paul used to play together all the time. And Ty yeah. was, he is, I mean, last I I still I don't get on Instagram or that stuff too too often, but um I think he's still pumping out music too. And and he is an incredible singer and guitar player and he writes his own stuff. Wow. So I'd actually now Ty that you're, Graham. Ty Graham. I'm gonna um, check him out. So we'll have to do it
0: after, but yeah, he's, there you he's are. also to, pretty... Uh, I mean, if it's, like, the same type of... It's different his, different
1: vibe. Really? Different vibe, but, like, he, he's... Uh, gosh, I'm trying to... It's just a different vibe type of music. But they used but, to
0: play together, yes. you we're, know. We're all from, you know... Yeah, yeah, th- yeah, They lived, like, a couple houses down from each other, you know? So, like, you're going to yeah. see, see them a lot. That's cool. Know? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll have to check them out because, yeah, I feel like Paul's changed, too. Like, I remember just really getting into his first album uh i used to play uh i'll be the one like on repeat like all the time yeah and then he had this like real you know country it's like folky very folksy sound country. and yeah, now yeah. is it shifted they, a little bit? oh my god yeah that's, i mean yeah. Remember, <laughs> I, had, I got a i had uh cocaine country dancing <laughs> that's the it's paul, changed a little that's, bit that's the paul i remember from <laughs> back, yeah there you go no, i think he younger. switches back and forth he kind of has this like you know, very, you know, folksy, you know, real, uh, you know, baritone type voice. And then like, uh, I think recently the, the most recent song that I heard that he come out with was, uh, uh, like 25 tequilas or whatever it's, I think it's called, I'm gonna have about 25 tequilas. It's pretty good. It's funny. It's a hilarious I'm gonna listen to it as soon as we wrap this up. Yeah. Give it a listen. Yeah. It's pretty good. I love that. Cool. Okay. So you went to now, uh, Lee legacy or Tyler, sorry, Tyler, legacy. Tyler legacy now. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, you were on the football team. Yep. What made you do the jump to Abilene Christian?
1: Uh, well, I mean, you know, it was, <laughs> if you put a scholarship in front of me, I'll definitely okay, take a look. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I had a, I had a couple other looks. I had a kind of a bad injury my, uh, my senior year, so i'm not that tall right i'm like yeah. five you know ten on a five I mean, two and a half on a good day yeah
0: there you go you're uh i think you you for some reason you always like look taller to me but i think we're the same yeah yeah i don't I know. know
1: not that tall uh definitely but, stockier than
0: me <laughs> <But> <laughs> it's the traps This is it's gotta be the traps <laughs> the traps add about three inches i think it does
1: there you go uh <laughs> but so You know, I'm not, I wasn't tall. I wasn't, you know, anything like that. But what I was very good at, uh, just diagnosing plays and that, and and I I was very uh, quick to be able to do that. Uh, my speed was okay. I would say average to maybe below average for a linebacker, for a linebacker. It was like a four, six or something like, you know, nothing crazy, but okay. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I was already kind of on the edge. I wasn't that big anyway. So I'd had a little bit of looks from like the SMUs of the world and like. Some of that, and then the They're D1. So th- the mean, the second I got, one. I had a it was a I thought I broke actually thought I broke my ankle, but um, it oh was just God. a really bad high ankle spring, um, and so that that took me out like three or four games, and yeah. After that, it just you know, just, it, I just it, it went from like a few of the D1 small ones to like none yeah. of them, and then all the D2 schools, gotcha. and out of that, gotcha. you know, um, Abilene, you know, I went to go visit, and it just seemed like a. Yeah, Good program that they had. And, and you know, that was, I mean, the time I was there, it was insane. We, we, had, we had one, two, three. We either had three or four guys all go to the NFL, not undrafted, like all between the fourth and seventh round. Damn. Um, okay. At, at a D2 school, you know. Yeah, unheard um, of. It, yeah. it was just wild. And so, like, one of them was a defensive end. Another one was Johnny Knox, who – uh, yeah. he was a wide receiver and he went to I think the Chicago Bears when he got drafted I think he went to the pro Bowl his first year in like no in way. the um, uh, in the league we had another guy uh, named Bernard Scott that was he was running back for the Cincinnati yeah for Cincinnati for I don't know a couple of years he kind of moved around a little bit but anyway gotcha. so there was three of them and then there was another one they a guy named Clyde Gates and he was another wide receiver so like gotcha and then you know we had some other guys that went and played canadian football so anyways it was Dance. kind of insane to like have that all at a d2 school right so all at
0: the same time right especially. so
1: so me just watching that you know and i played I, I i got to play as a true freshman so you know i was okay um but when you see those guys in and out like yeah. and you know you're just watching how big they are how fast they are you're like th- like that's different you know yeah. like i'm not yeah. i'm
0: not i'm not that
1: you no know way i'm not that yeah. um so and even so, at the,
0: yeah i mean obviously you had all these athletes around you that were like pro bound but they like, were pro yeah but you're you know you're not that abilene christians like uh you're you know it's you're still playing like pretty decent schools like there's I it's, mean, competition like it's a good time I'm, but look yeah.
1: you, you know you're playing i'm not playing in front of a hundred thousand people i'm there playing in front of like yeah. four thousand people it's like collegiate you know? ball you know it, you know exactly it's, yeah my, the reason I transfer is because I got to see that, you know, yeah. which is here's the other thing. In Tyler, yeah. you know, football is everything. Exactly. And so we, there, it was like not unheard of at all to have 10, 15, even 20,000 at, at a large playoff game. Oh,
0: yeah. You know, you get, you're getting all the hype when you're in high school. So we used to, when I was in uh, on, on the Highland Park High School football team, we used to always do our first play. I think we did our state championship Y'all game. Y'all would do even, it at, in Tyler. Tr- Tyler yeah. Rose Stadium. Yes. Yeah, I, I went it, it to one like of them. It was like dug Out. When right? Highland Park played. Absolutely.
1: uh Wait, who was the the quarterback? Uh, Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And I was I went to that game. And yeah, we yeah. played we played at least twice at the Texas Rose Stadium. Or uh, yeah, it was Rose Stadium, right? Because mm-hmm. Tyler's known as yep. the Rose Capital of the world, right? Or yep. of America. And we played. I know we played Texas Arcana, Texas High, which was Ryan Mallett, Ryan Mallett First right. Matthew Stafford. Yes. And then I'm pretty sure we played our state championship there um, against. Uh, damn, who was that against? Marshall, yeah. some Houston uh, I mean, school, probably, and we blew yeah. him out.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it was you know, it's great. The, the it was such from, a cool stadium. It's it's a cool stadium, such and, and cool the go stadium. from that atmosphere to you, when you go D two. In my opinion, you really gotta love the game, oh, all yeah, right? Because like sure. you're you're not doing it for all the hype and all that there good you stuff. Go. Yeah. And so for me, it was just like, all right, well, you know, it's run its course. I've, I felt very fortunate to where, yeah. I, you know, for me, sports was always something I enjoyed to do, but it wasn't my only escape. Yeah. And so I there was like, I, I'm i just going to go to
0: school there and <laughs>
1: just do economics. And I like it. There call you it go. a day.
0: <laughs> all right. Awesome. So you, so you transferred from Abilene Christian. I uh, I got a surprise for you. Uh-oh. Um, what do we got? I think my A&M friends are gonna disown me but i'm doing this so i hope that are you, you going to the game no 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 i'm gonna do oh. this i'm gonna i'm gonna do something real quick so i hope that you can tell us about your extracurricular activity <laughs> that you did at university of texas okay <laughs> so I'm gonna oh you. man i'm gonna bust this out only doing this for you george wow oh, i got the i got the university of texas polo on right that's what I'm talking about. And this is like Sorry, burning boys. my, it's burning my skin right now. But, uh, you know, I'm he starting hey, red, you know, I, I like I, it. I would do I it. Like I, it. Hey, you guys had a hell of a season this year. You guys are in the freaking we, playoff. The four. How that playoff. that I mean, my God, you know, yeah, man. I, I'm not going to ever, you, I don't think you can twist my arm and say that Texas, that I'll say Texas is back, but you guys are, you guys are making we're waves. not, not back. Well not, not back. You're I mean, not, like... not back. I'll give you that. You're not, not back, but, uh, well, I mean, I think you got the right coach. I think you definitely got the right quarterback. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I just love watching y'all as much as I hate to say it. I, I love watching y'all beat Alabama.
1: Well, I mean, things, you know? I haven't, I mean, have you been to the stadium in a while? Like now they have like all the LED I mean, lights. I mean, it's like a freaking party when you walk in there. I thing. know. That's I mean, insane. I haven't been to
0: DKR in probably four years. Um, so we should. I we should go, this next season, let's yeah. go. Well, we can let's talk go. about we can talk about your your fans and oh, that's so funny. You guys have a full stadium now. I wonder why. <laughs> you know, you guys don't like to go when you guys aren't you know having it's you know like, undefeated seasons. It's a lot more fun when heck? you're winning. It's a lot yeah, more fun when you're winning. You go. Yeah. Or Eleven and one seasons.
1: Uh, yeah. So my extracurricular while I was let's so, hear it. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> let's talk I about love this. it. I love it. So go from college football to. Sure. I get to, I've been playing sports my whole life. I get right. to Texas. I'm like, man, I'm kind of like pretty bored. Right. I started doing real estate while I was there. And it dawned on me that a lot of the people that I was like leasing apartments to and getting little condos for, they were in sororities. Yeah. And uh, the best looking people so happened to be cheerleaders. And so I had a friend. How funny. How funny. <laughs> Who would have thought? There you go. And so a girl I knew from Tyler, she was. Um, She was a cheerleader at UT and she, you know, we were going somewhere on campus and she was like, You should try out for the cheerleading team. I'm like, I I really don't no, I don't really think so. I was like, I don't think that's no, I don't think so. But then she was like, Why don't you just come to a practice?
0: Yeah. See what it's all about. See what it's
1: all about. Just check it out. There you go. And so of course I walk in, I'm just like huh I was like, uh, this is uh, there's some talent here this, uh, there's a little bit of talent and okay you see there's not a lot of me yeah there's a lot of them and so <laughs> i was
0: like I-, I like these odds i mean and so i y- totally get that yeah and, so I, yeah. I
1: i i did it and, and yeah. uh honestly it was it was a ton of fun I it bet, really yeah. was yeah. um i got a chance to well for me also it was just like you know um I was like, "Do I get to go to all the games?" And they were like, "Yeah." And I'm yeah. like, "Even the away games are like, yeah." yeah. And I'm like, "Okay, like That's this sounds good. great." Yeah. And then also for me, again, I was doing real estate and while I was in college, and so it was the best networking ever mm-hmm. because you know all of the cheerleaders they would just introduce me to everybody else. There you go. And so yeah, I was having a blast in college selling real estate and doing the cheerleading thing. So I did that. I didn't do it for long. I only did it for, I want to say like, I did it for one football season yeah. and one basketball season.
0: So, I got you. um, but so it, was, it was a ton of fun. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I totally, I, I just remember when I met you and, uh, there was uh, one of my buddies was actually dating a girl, Katie stone yeah. Sykes. Now. Yeah. Um, and she was a cheerleader yep. and, uh, we met because we started working at the same place. And Katie was like, George, what's up? How you doing? And I'm like, Look, how, how do you how know do you George? He's like, oh, we were cheerleaders. And I was like, no way. Yeah. 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 And, then, you know, again, going to A&M, women cheerleaders are just foreign to me. <laughs> like, y'all got guys. I mean. Sorry. I mean, yeah, like. I know. Sorry to A&M people. One of, one of those. Uh, Maybe for those traditions you also it, just we, forget. So at basketball <laughs> games, we do have dancers that are women that are female. But oh, uh that's cool. Yeah. Not. But we didn't have, you know, I I mean, I think that's the smartest thing in the world. It's like, hey, I just moved to so you were a sophomore when you transferred, or were you still a freshman? So I was sophomore. I was a, a sophomore when I transferred. Okay. Sophom- sophomore when so, you transferred. And also, I didn't
1: do the cheerleading yeah. thing until the my senior year or whatever it wasn't like right right when i transferred because i got there i was like bored like really bored because i've been doing sports my whole life i didn't i was like i don't know what you know i'm just going to class like what else is there to do yeah and that's when i started doing real estate and i got really big into doing the real estate thing and doing that for like a year and a half and then i wish i
0: did that (laughs) when i moved to austin yeah
1: so then and then you know once i did that for a while and then um i just happened to run into her name is mallory but um yeah Yeah. and then she was like why don't you do this and i'm like you Know what and then went to, and I'm like, this yeah. actually seems like a Scoped great it idea.
0: This <laughs> <laughs> is like, like a fantastic idea. First of all, love the scene, yeah. Uh, yeah. very fun people, yeah. But yeah. I could totally see that. Like, I'm sure you had like your your group of buddies and friends and stuff. Oh, that well, you they laughed, they
1: laughed, and and they had lots of jokes until
0: we all ah. sunk up.
1: Like I, like, I went out somewhere on sixth street, yeah. and I had you know, I'm with all the cheerleaders or whatever, and they're like, wow, this is awesome. I mean, like, I know. I was like, I'm thinking what ahead. You thinking guys are here? making fun yeah. of me. Yeah. I'm the one pulling all the weight over here. There right? you go. So yeah, no, I, yeah. I totally understand. Yeah. So was, but I'm saying fun. like,
0: it was another, I mean, because like, really, I just remember when I was in college and I did the fraternity Greek life things, I made all my friends like freshman year and like, yeah, like there was like, I didn't really like divert from my group of friends yeah. after that. So, because I, you know, I, I, I started meeting, I guess some other people, but like you, you know, there was just, once you get to like junior and senior year, right? Like people are just like, yeah, you know, they're not like trying new things a lot, right? right? They're not joining new associations or right. organizations. So, you know, I could see like, yeah, like you're, you're a junior, senior and you get in with the cheerleaders <laughs> and, and it's like, wow, like a whole new group of, uh, people to socialize with, yeah. and, you know, fun yeah. people, athletic people. You know, well, and you, my wife was a cheerleader in high school, uh, so she was an athlete for a smidge. But yeah, but I mean, those college athletes. Yeah, I mean, I, wow, well, you like, know,
1: along with that, it's also the alumni, too. So you got to think well, well, it's right. not just like the games every you know, you're going to things yeah. a lot of stuff that are like are not game related. So like pregame, there are things and events you go to yeah. Post-game um you know so it, you just kind of totally. end up just networking yourself around just meeting a lot of people and That's it's just a, really... a lot of eyes on you and so yeah. i anyways i think if anybody's out there and you you know whatever i think it's a fun thing to do Dude, i totally and
0: agree. uh i'm yeah. jealous honestly that you were able to be around uh those amazing ut cheerleaders yeah. the whole time. Well, you just <laughs> there, I, yeah.
1: I just didn't give a damn what anybody thought I about mean... it i'm like i'm Sorry, you don't you guys oh, aren't yeah. seeing the vision here, but I totally <laughs> respect the hell out of that,
0: for sure. Yeah. And not even think about the alumni thing. I mean, yeah. hell yeah. Yeah. Like you have some incredibly well-connected alumni that are probably going to all those like big events. They're yep. up in the skybox, they're on the field. You're going to these these huge, huge what is it? texas X's yeah. probably texas exes those are always pre-game you know? and so yeah you go there to you texas go. X's, you meet all
1: these people absolutely you know? you're, so, you're
0: you're already kind of uh in the in the real estate game and you know yeah that's great you're just um, instantly great. and now you're like okay like i'm trying to probably look for a job after after school and you have some instant uh you know, FaceTime with some amazing people. They can that, probably connect you to everything to, to I here. think
1: set set me up to be able to do when I when I interviewed with an Insight Global, it felt so natural because yeah. I, I had already done real estate right. and I was kind of doing the cheerleading thing. And so like yeah. you just kinda used to just, you know, you're talking to people a lot and yeah. uh getting comfortable with that. So that transition for me personally yeah. was very smooth and, you know, no
0: issues or anything like that. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah, my brother went to Texas, so you know, I—that's probably why I own this shirt. This shirt's like super small on me, by the way. <laughs> you can tell I wear it all the time. Um, but uh, no, he went to—he went to Texas in right when I moved to Austin, and that's how I started. And honestly, one of the main reasons why I moved to Austin was I had like three to four to five of my best friends from high school yeah. that all went to Texas, and I just. Fell in love with, you know, coming in for for football games. Um, I used to go to Roundup every year. It yeah. was always a fun time, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't think they do it the same around here anymore. Probably not. Probably <laughs> uh, not. RIP. But um, and then just Sixth Street and downtown and the yeah. whole scene. I mean, so yeah, I have to unfortunately admit that the University of Texas is probably the reason why I moved to Austin. Well. There you go. And my brother Welcome. going there kind of reinforced it. So, yeah. um, that's awesome. But so tell me a little bit about what you're, what you do at insight global now, like what yep. is, what is your role? Yep. Um, you know, I know, uh, for those who don't know, insight global is a staffing talent services, advanced services, uh, company. Um, but I've, I've worked with, with George in the Austin office specifically for for over a decade, but tell tell us a little bit because your your job is a little unique and your yeah. role yeah. has naturally moved into a different role. So I'm curious to hear about it.
1: Yep. So, um,
0: you know, as you know, when we started the the
1: company started off as a staffing firm. I think it's still technically it's it's labeled as a staffing yeah. firm. Um, core competency. Core competency. Yeah. Um, which I think is gives us a a lot of um, edge in where we have shifted to, which is more our customers asking us for. More of an advanced type of delivery model. Yes. Okay. Um, teams are more global now. Um, you know, we, there's a lot of governance that's needed around these teams. Um, they're longer in duration, and the skill sets are not. You know, they're higher level, right? These are yeah. you know cloud, you know cloud engineers, DevOps. Um, so the IT complex, related, yeah, the, yeah, the, the complexity positions. of what they're doing yeah. and the delivery of the statement of work is just right. more complex than what it was ten right. years ago. So as a director of client solutions, uh, my job, I partner with our account executives and you know, go in meetings with them that they identify to figure out what is the right solution for the customer, whether it be staff, just straight up staff augmentation, whether it's fully outsourced managed services, or it's this middle ground of some custom hybrid managed service structure. And yeah. that middle part is where I think uh, we have a really good advantage because given that our core competency is staffing, yeah. we're able to we're able to build these custom teams one faster more efficiently um because we have all of our technology and all of our experience as a company is in actually recruiting part of it yeah that's different than a kpmc or deloitte or Accenture, yeah. to where they have recruiting teams internally right they have all these people that they hire um but they don't have the ability to do it rapidly okay. um, because that's not how their systems are set up and so i think that that's what gives Insight global an advantage and that's where I go on the conversations with the account executives to kind of scope that out.
0: So you really lean in when you're, when you're talking with a client, right. And they're, they're looking to have some sort of, you know, project solution or, Hey, you know, you you know, we're, we're looking to accomplish, you know, X, Y, and Z. You really lean in with the fact that we are a staffing company first. Mm -hmm. And because what that means to a client is we can kind of customize this solution. It can be, you know a fully hands-off solution to a client that we can kind of place the people manage the people you know even come up with a strategy uh to to get to x y and z uh or you know it can be anything in between right from yeah. from actually placing the people
1: if i was to make it super simple i think um, the the moat or the advantage is is typically for your larger managed service companies they have the ability to manage people really well and the yeah. teams. They don't have ability to find the people very well, yeah. which is why they come to firms like us to find them. Gotcha. We and companies like us have historically been very good at finding the people, Yes. not necessarily at managing those people. Right. But that's why now that since, in my opinion, we're doing it in this order, it gives us the ability to do do an equivalent amount of work that our customers are doing, or excuse me, that our competitors are doing, yeah. uh, but we can do it in a more cost-efficient way because... We don't have what I would consider be margin stacking, where you have to go to, you know, yeah. another company to go, and then they have to put their margin on it, and then you have to go to somebody else to put their margin on it. Yeah, you know, we can just do it all together and just give that back to to them. So, anyways, yeah. it's it's speaking with a lot of people uh, about that. It's strategizing. A lot of times they don't, you know, a lot of people don't know they know what they would like to have done. Yeah. Um, they don't know how to get there though. Gotcha. So, like, I think a lot of it's just focusing on what is the strategy. Um, how could we execute it? um what does that look like and then once we kind of at least generally figure out a framework then i'll go work with our our back-end teams to, gotcha you know evergreen team and, and start to work through the managed service part of it
0: that's cool yeah. yeah would you say that um you know having the bulk of your career working at insight global in austin texas <clears throat> that essentially what do we call it now the silicon hills but yeah. the tech capital of texas right yep. you know i.t you got, you got Dell here. You're mm-hmm. very familiar with them, I know. Oh, yeah. Um, they've been kind of the original. You had IBM. All these large, you know, now you have Elon Musk and Tesla here. Yeah. I mean, you we have all these large technology companies that have kind of made Austin what it is today for the last, you know, basically since 2000, 2001. Yeah. What advantages has that, you know, given you um, in your job now? Like just having the bulk of your experience working with companies here in yeah
1: Austin. i mean you know Austin's heavy it yeah. you know for sure um yeah. you know that's not true in every you know like if you go to houston for example one would have to assume it's oil and gas right, right.
0: it's if, kind of what they're known for right Right. You yeah know, if you go Energy. to other
1: other parts of the country they have you know certain things if you go to new york it's finances or my right. right um or charlotte's finances too um so i think for where we're at right now <clears throat> from a technology standpoint i think it's it's both it's It's been useful. Um, You know, I I do think that a lot of people don't realize that technology works. uh, It's exponential. And so, like, you know, humans are very good at thinking only linearly, linearly. Yeah, uh,
0: to yeah. The right. Um, linearly. we linear, uh, Linearly. Is there any yes. alcohol in this? No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I slipped some in there, by the <laughs> way, yeah. A little tequila because I know uh, you're, te- no, I'm kidding.
1: Yeah, but, um, <laughs> but, you know, everything is, it's technology is technology's on an exponential curve and so right now, you know, with the chat GPTs and, um, you know, with a, a lot of this, uh, you know, LLMs and, and some of the compute that's required for this, I mean, it's, it's pretty incredible and, uh, you know, I have this, kind of mental model of every three years is probably going to look very very different than the the prior three years so it's not very good to think linearly anymore it's better to just think try to like play out an exponential game but humans are very very bad at that so um you know that being said i think it's a fun time to be in technology but i mean we even know it now right with everything that we're doing internally with our digital team and Right. Thing. I mean it's just like you know you played this forward another year or two you're like oh my like wow like this is yeah. gonna look
0: totally different really really different yeah. you
1: know yeah. of how we are as a company and so I'm just playing that out with you know not only our customers but who they serve and you know end users and yeah you know it's it's I think it's fascinating it's say uh, that's why I love I really enjoyed working with the company because you get a chance to I mean, we're in the arena, like we, oh, yeah. we're quite literally in the arena, you know, staffing these teams and building them out. So, yeah. you you know, we know where this is going, you know, For sure. so that's cool to see it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, I you know, obviously there's um, the San Francisco's <coughs> of the world, yep. the, the Seattle, Washington's, you know, made, you know, even you can consider even New York city, right. Major it innovation hubs, mm-hmm. right. Of the United States, but. I feel like, you know, even myself, you know, I, you know I've, I've moved to healthcare now, but, you know, for the first 11 and a half years of my career, it was, it was all IT based and being in Austin, Texas um, and the business that we're in staffing and, 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 advanced solutions on, from a technical perspective, I think it like gave us a leg up on, you know, the, you know, we have, we have five other markets in, in Texas that we service, but I think being in Austin gave us a leg up because of all like these companies we mentioned before and even yeah. more startups, you know, I'm, I, I feel like AI is exploding here, like startup companies here, but I feel like that's given us a leg up, yeah. you know, just to like, you know, see these solutions. I re, I just remember seeing like, like infrastructure, like infrastructure seemed to be my thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what all my clients were. Yeah. And I just remember hearing about like, a containerization like Kubernetes and, and Docker and those, you know, like kind of like humongous, like game changing uh, technologies for the infrastructure world like six years ago. Mm -hmm. And, and then like three years later, every, and then it was everywhere else. Right. So I feel like there was, um, I feel like just being in Austin, Texas has allowed us to like stay a little bit ahead of the curve because there's all these, you know, unique, especially in in the state, right? Yep. You know, in, in Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, et cetera, um, because everything it's just such a tech centered town that the new things that are being tried and in innovation yeah. are being tried here. You you, know? you
1: made a good point, which is uh, you said infrastructure, and <clears throat> I think some of the companies in Austin, like um, they are they are the actual physical infrastructure of a lot of the things that we're talking about. So like, True. you know, it's, yeah. we think of software and whatever, but like at, there's somewhere there is a real data center yes. with real physical things, you know, with, yes. with actual atoms, you know, Correct. that that are required to build something. And a lot of the companies like a Dell or yeah. even a Google or Apple or whatever right. thing, you know, have to have the physical product and that's what's here. And, um, you know, something else that I, this is, um, this is one of those exponential things, but I think in the next three to, f- to five years, I actually had, I actually set this on one of my uh, presentations uh, a couple months ago. And I, cool. I think it went totally over the head of the, the folk, the audience I had. But, okay, you know, I was, <laughs> you know, they were asking, what do you see? Like, what are you seeing, you know, two to three years years out within sure. your industry? And um,
0: this is for this, a client presentation. This
1: is for a client presentation. Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. So uh, I was like, well, it was like, you know, as we were talking about exponentials, I think one that people really hadn't thought through is you know we you had this whole crypto thing and and a lot of it's completely a lot of it's crap right, but there is some real things in there. So sure. one stable coins yeah. and then having Bitcoin as a store of value. Um, so just play this out. You all of a sudden over the next year to three years, you you now have uh, a a, um, a a Bitcoin that allows you to have a store of value to where anybody in any currency can put it there, just in a digital realm, and then you have stable coins to where you can have a medium of exchange that can be sent anywhere uh, globally. Um, you have Starlink with Elon Musk of the satellites that are now probably within, or well, they already have a uh, worldwide internet, but like within let's say the next year to two years is fully you know, integrated to where you can have a lot of bandwidth on there. Um, so for what we do, you know, you start to think that out, you're like, huh, okay, so you're telling me you could potentially start to really build out global teams pay them not through some bank or like you could pay a team in Nigeria or something like that. Just as easy as me sending you money, like right here to you. Right. Um, right. They have full access to, to the internet, right? So anybody that has the ability or the knowledge, geography is no longer a constraint. We saw that with remote work anyways, but it just goes global. Um, These are kind of some incredible things. And then the last one was, I don't, we'll see where it goes, but I'm really excited to see Apple's uh, VR. That's what yeah. they have coming out because, you know, you start to play that out. And you're like, wow, okay, well, right now we all sit in front of a desktop or whatever. What happens when you can just be anywhere? You know, you just kind of right. put this thing on and then you have like an entire workspace that's like right here in your face and you can, you can work. You know, what does that do to somebody that's, you know, in Africa or anywhere else in the Middle East or whatever? And you could just hand them to this and now they're able to instantly plug into the, to the, to the network uh, and, yeah. and get paid in real time. Right. And yeah, any currency true. of their, of their choosing, like that's where this is going. And that is, that is, has profound, uh, impact on yeah. you know, staffing and what we do and how you build right. out teams. And so that's amazing. I, I, I think I said it and they were just like,
0: huh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's not Didn't, what we were I expecting. Mean, I'm but sitting but over like here. you asked me, I was like, I'm going to yeah. tell you,
0: I mean, I'm sitting over here and like, you know, my, my neurons are, are, you know, going <laughs> off for sure. Just like thinking about that. Um, and and I, we're gonna get to crypto, I promise you. Uh, but uh, but n- I mean, like, okay. So you, so basically, um, you're saying, and and again, this kind of goes to why, yeah. Like remote work started. People yeah. can sit from anywhere. That's helped us a lot in staffing because it opens up our pool. Where honestly, there was only a handful of companies right before the pandemic forced them to move to remote workers that were actually yeah. hiring 100% remote workers before it was what yeah. they need. They can sit remote, but I need them to be In an Austin, awesome. and, awesome. and, and because, right. you know, every once in a while, the worst excuse I feel like I always got from, from clients is, well, they need to be in Austin awesome because they have to pick up their equipment. And I'm like, that's what FedEx Dude, is I'll for. pick it up and <laughs> freaking we'll ship, ship it, it to them. the guy. We'll but no, you don't them. understand. They got to be on our infrastructure and they got to get on a fi I had a client that used to do that, and I was like, "You are not helping me. Op- you're not. You're not saving any money. First right. of all, because that's another reason to hire remote employees is so you can go into, you know, Austin's expensive. It's right. gotten more expensive since the pandemic. Right. You can go into, you know, more cost efficient, you know, uh, cost of living markets. Um. So you're totally wiping that out, and, you know. That's the whole point. Like yeah. the whole point is to open up the, for recruiters and, and staffing uh, account managers, salespeople like us, like we, we let's open up the pool. Right. So, so that's number one. Um, and the pandemic, luckily, you know, one of the pros of the pandemic, it's just open well, that it, up. It pulled
1: it forward. I mean, we were headed yeah. that way anyways, but I, yeah. I had a, I remember when we first started the pandemic, I had this like kind of count, like I was uh, counting down in my head. I felt like for every month that we actually stayed in lockdown, I felt like it was pulling forward about 4 months yeah. of whatever the uh, change would be. Yeah. So what the were we were lo- the trend. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, were we were locked yeah. down for like 12 the 12 months or something like that. Uh, uh pff, seemed like. When that. it was like <laughs> from like it was like March, from March
0: 2020 to the second weekend of March or all the, the way to second week of March. The reason I understand this cuz I went to a bachelor party the week before. Yeah. And came and people were like this thing's going to blow over. Right. You know? And then we didn't really, I mean, we didn't go RTO like return to office until June of the next year. So thought people were coming back in, you know, there was pockets of people going back at the end of 2020. And then I think uh, Delta came and ruined that. And then it was 2021, you know, probably two 2021.
1: That that sounds about right. So like in my head, you know, I was like, okay, great. Well then we just pulled forward probably four, four to five years. Right. Yeah. Well, we probably would have ended up at this spot anyways, probably by 2025, I guess, probably would have been. A, but Maybe. we pulled it forward.
0: Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah. There you go. You know? But what you're saying is even so. So obviously, we have the ability to work remotely. And I and we just kind of started going into the like, like we've done international staffing, mm-hmm. but like not really. Now we're like full fledged going right. into international staffing. Hundreds. But you're of saying yeah. crypt cryptocurrency can even make that even easier um, from exchange of services and goods with international partners.
1: Let me give you an example. So, you know, if we want to go into Brazil or something right right now, okay, so... It's not like you can just take a U.S. dollar and just send it to somebody that works in Brazil. Yeah. you have to go to Bank of America, and Bank of America sure. going to do some and then first foreign, foreign, to transaction foreign transaction fees, and all the BS. You got all that. these people in the middle, right. you know, those little rent seekers that are going to they got to take their little slice of the, you right. know of the right. pie, right. and you know a to, dollar
0: over there. I might- had to press a button, you know, convert it from. Uh, You know, U.S. dollars to Colombian pesos. Yeah, get my cut. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's
1: a it's insane. And for anybody that's like, you know, out there that like doesn't really understand this, let me I'll give you one that will be very easy for you to do. If you take a trip to Europe and you want to go get some money, like actual physical little dollars or whatever euros. Euros, Yeah, go to the airport, take four hundred dollars of U.S. dollars, exchange it for some euros, see how much you get back. Don't spend any of those Euros when you go to Europe. Come back and try to exchange back to your own currency. You will almost have half of what you had <laughs> just swapping back yeah. and forth between because all these leeches have to take
0: the exchange, you know, got, rate. The exchange rate,
1: right? The exchange rate. So and yeah. then you have your own exchanges of those countries because they all have their own, you know, fiat yeah. currencies, whatever. So, but let's say you 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 abstract that and say now all of a sudden, wow, okay, so you're telling me not going through a bank, somebody can just have an app, have cash app or something. And I can just send them a digital U.S. dollar to their cash app that has the same, you know, buying power or whatever you want to call it without having to go through one of those banks. Okay, that's powerful because now that means that we can build out a team at a more cost-effective, you know, Uh, Level than we could before because those are as a a business we have to factor all those risks in when we go to build out teams Right, so that to me is where it becomes very interesting now the second derivative question is it's like, okay Well, let's say somebody makes their money um, And their bank is hostile to some type of stable coin or whatever They want to be able to store their money in something You don't want to really store it in you know the dollar either because although it's better than all the rest of the currencies uh, if you're in America and you go look at your houses, they all are up 50% than they were you know, four years ago, yeah, right? And sure. I can assure you it's not because your house is that much better than it was four years ago. It's because your dollar has lost its purchasing power. Right. So um, you really don't for the long term want to keep it in dollars either, right? And we all intuitively know that because we go invest in the stock market, bonds, right. treasuries. We literally do everything to get out of it, right? Right. And buy right. homes. Diversification. 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 There you go. Right. And we go buy real you estate. Are- Okay, Okay. so now all of a sudden you have somebody that gets paid in Brazil get stable coin, They get their stablecoin, they get their whatever, and they want to store their monetary energy in something. Now they have this thing called Bitcoin that is universal and accepted anywhere globally that, you know, it's it doesn't have to go through a bank. And so they can just, just with the click of a button, move their money into something that can just be there. It's just there and can okay. last through time um, at some other point when they want to spend it, um, which is – I know a lot, I've heard a lot of people say, well, what do you do with it? And I'm like, it's savings. It's like, you know, yeah. you're asking like, well, what do you do with your savings? I'm like, I don't, I don't know, buy a boat. Like yeah. at some other point, pay for your kids store. to go to college just yeah. store your energy somewhere. Yeah.
0: yeah. So
1: that to me is where the but it's different. I think it's different than goes. savings
0: though, because like, you know, again, to your point, like it's U.S. dollars is constantly losing its value every year. So if you keep your savings in, you get some BS, you know, interest rate, like, you're actually losing money, right? Where, you know, would you say, George got me on cryptocurrency, by the (laughs) way. (laughs) Um, But like, I feel like it's always been like, uh, and and I think it's even you has always described it to me as like digital gold, right? You know, it's like a true asset as a store of value, like you said. Yeah. And based on, you know, and it's a finite amount, right? And and that's the whole point. The Bitcoin. Yeah, the finiteness of it is
1: what, so the leap that everybody has to make in their head with Bitcoin is it's finite um, and that you have to ask, you have to go down the rabbit hole of what is actual money. Like, what, what is it that we're trying to do? And we're all trying to just store our excess energy that we, yeah. you know, make every time we get a paycheck. We need to put it in something that holds its value, right? We're not even actually trying to make more. We're just trying to not lose, right? Yeah, because yeah. if your currency keeps devaluing, then you lose and so, when you think of like, well, what, like, how do humans decide like what actually holds its value? That's when you you start, Bitcoin starts to make a little bit more sense because you're like, well, it's really just energy. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. the reason you put it in real estate or some big condo or whatever is because there's no way to really cheat it. Like, it just takes an like absurd amount of energy to build these buildings. It takes a lot of energy to go mine gold, and there's no way to cheat it. It's like physics. Yeah. You know, you can't cheat mining gold. Now, if the price of gold goes up like a ton, Yes, they will go mine more of it, but even that is still constrained because you can't find, yeah. you can't find it fast enough. Correct. And so as silly as it sounds like have a piece of gold metal or whatever, it's the fact that we all know through time how hard it is to make something or get this object, right? right correct. That's, that's a store of value. Yeah. And so when you can extract that to, be, to the fact that you can take something physical and make it digital... That's what Bitcoin is. It's like you know you hear it uses all this energy. And you're like it's just wasteful energy, and it's like no. Just think about what you're saying. It uses a lot of energy to make a Bitcoin, right? And so it's like, huh? Wait. So you're telling me you just it takes Close. a lot of energy to make it, and there's a finite amount, a finite amount of it. So ever. it's
0: scarce and it's hard to make. You
1: cannot cheat it. Hmm. You, the only way you can get get it yeah. is either to trade your currency for it either to go out and buy one of these asic miners and and um you mine it or you know you you get into the computational game to 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 make it and so when you realize what we've done it's like oh my god like we just created a store value that's in a digital form but it's tied to physical energy that can't be cheated through time right like i mean there's no other point in time where you know it's physics it's physics right like things can only move at the speed of light and like that's just the law. And so yep. so long as everybody knows that you can't cheat it, you you really should start to play the exponential game to say, okay, this is interesting. It's worth
0: if dipping a toe in at least. It's it, it's yeah.
1: what it's worth is reading
0: about it, right?
1: Yeah. And reading books and trying to understand it. And the more you understand it, the more incredibly profound you realize like, oh my God, like this is yep. this is a big one. And as this catches on and all the other things we were talking about with like global internet and um, you know, for again, coming back to staffing, what we do and building right. out teams, I'm just like, Oh my God, like this is something way, way different. Um, and what staffing is, or building out teams looks
0: like in maybe five years is, it ain't going to look like it does now. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So last question, last, you know, series of questions for you S- about cryptocurrency. So like, yep. what do you, so what, what are, what strategies are you doing now? Where do you think, let's say crypto or Bitcoin is going and does, you know, is Texas making it friendlier for cryptocurrency or is it uh, pushing back on it? I just feel like Texas as a state has always been
1: open-minded Yeah, and, you know, I think there's a level of independence that we have as a state. Right. And so I think there's a a level of people kind of understanding like, you know, like we don't want anybody deciding, messing with our money. A little yeah. bit, and so
0: we've text- always had that mantra. Yeah, it's like just leave us alone. Yeah, and it's 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 fine. I mean, you know, it, just aren't we the, let us the, be weird. Aren't we the off, only state off, that keep has uh, weird?
1: We're the only state that has like our own uh, electrical grid, right? Like, I mean, like <laughs> ERCOT, ERCOT yeah. is i think like yeah. it's not connected to anybody right. else yeah. it's like yeah. no we're ready to succeed <laughs> which <laughs> has anytime. its pros
0: and what we definitely know from 2021 yeah. it's major cons it is right? uh, <laughs> it
1: has some trade-offs there but uh we are ready to succeed at any time right there like come go. at us um so gotcha. you know that's i feel like that's kind of the ethos of texas and i do feel like it's been um it, it seems to be very friendly to it and so um that's good yeah, it, yeah. you know austin's a big home for blockchain technology and so i actually don't find it i find it non-ironic the fact of like a lot of technology companies here are building the physical infrastructure to all the things that we like yep. and i don't think i think this blockchain stuff i don't think it's any different it's right here in austin texas is where the heart of it's at and um we'll see where it goes man i'm gotcha i'm bullish very good i'm bullish
0: awesome But yeah. well, we'll leave it there man um i appreciate you coming on giving your perspective yeah. as a, as a friend as a you know, as a as a colleague, as a, as a cryptocurrency investor and you know, overall just an incredible guy. So thanks for coming on, George. Awesome. And brother. putting Texas on my mind with me, brother. There we go. All right. All right, man. All right. Sounds good.